welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline, and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants, from the pilots, and from traveling around the world. And I actually just got back from traveling. I was in Tobago. When I first went there, I wasn't sure if it was called Tobago or Tobago. You know, you say Tobago, I say Tobago. It is actually Tobago. Before I went, uh, most of the Americans, I said I was going to Tobago. Everybody was like, uh, where? And if I said Trinidad and Tobago, then everybody was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. Well, it was an absolutely fabulous trip. Stunningly beautiful island. Great water. Uh, I'll actually have stories about that in future episodes. But this episode is called Galley Talk. A lot of my job takes place in the galley. And technically, we're not supposed to do any reading magazines or crossword puzzles uh, during the downtime on a flight. And um, what else can we do to entertain ourselves when there's no work to be done is that we talk. A lot of talking in the galley. Sometimes a little too loud, and uh, I can definitely be accused of that. I'm one. I'm the youngest of 10 children. Boy, you had to talk loud to be heard and with that many kids around. But uh, in the galley, we do a lot of talking, and actually a lot of things happen in the galley. And in this episode, we have a lot of funny stories. We have a lot of lower galley stories, celebrities in the galley, and a lot of galley talk. So let's get going with the galley talk. Okay, so this was on the L-1011. L-1011, and they had the two elevators that used to go up and down to the galley, and whoever cooked the meals was downstairs, and then they would send them up on the elevator when they were cooked. And the elevators were broken, and so they probably should have just said, forget it, there won't be any meals on this flight. Yeah, we didn't do that. Didn't you think? Like, no, no there's this, well, there's always that kind of, you know, let's find a way to make it work attitude. Yeah, the can-do attitude. <laughs> So there was a trap door in uh, in front of the elevators, and you could open up the trap door, and you could get access to the galley through there. You weren't supposed to, but you could, and it was right in the middle of the the aisle. So they decided, well, <laughs> we'll try and do that this way. We don't but want all the to meals hurt. though. They were going to try to send all the meals up. They were going to try and send just pass the meals up through the the <laughs> hole in the floor. <laughs> but the, you know. They were thinking they were safety conscious, right? So they, they blocked off the area. First, they put some blankets and pillows and some seat cushions in front of the aisleway there so that nobody would accidentally step in the step hole. In the and they were doing okay, and they'd been going on. And apparently, they got busy and left the hole unattended for a short while. And some drunk, of course, came up and broke through the barricade without realizing it and fell into the hole. <laughs> And of course, the girl is down there in the, in the galley by herself, and this guy falls in, <laughs> and she's sitting there thinking, "Oh my God, we are going to get sued! Oh God!" And they pull this guy up, and he's drunk, and, and he says, "Oh, thank God! I thought I fell out of the bottom of the airplane." <laughs> Every day is coming faster than the day before. 
often on the airplane, passengers will get the wrong impression because they don't have all the information. Case in point, in the L-1011, which if you've noticed, I tend to have a lot of stories about the L-1011. That's the Lockheed L-1011. It's because it had the two elevators going down to the lower galley where all the ovens were, where the lower galley was. And because there were a lot of problems with that airplane, the lifts could be broken. It, it caused a there were a lot of issues, but it also had a lot of funny stories involved with that same airplane. So one day, a passenger got off a flight and complained to the gate agent that there was this one flight attendant who went into the closet and hid the whole flight and didn't do anything. <laughs> that, that flight attendant had gone in the galley, gone down to the galley, worked the entire flight, getting all the meals ready, worked pretty hard down there. <laughs> This passenger went off and complained because they were hiding in the closet. I will tell you about the one and only time I've ever done the splits. And this is coming from someone who is not limber at all. One afternoon, I was working a flight on a 727, and Tommy Lasorda was sitting right in an aisle seat next to the galley. Well, I slipped on a piece of lettuce, and I happened to have been wearing high heels and my very short uniform skirt. I went sliding across that galley floor, ended up doing the splits, going, ah, in pain. He looked over at me holding his beer and looked down and said, hey, you slide better than half my team. And it was like all I can do to get the legs closed and stand up. My one and only time doing the splits. I have a whole new respect for ballerinas. <laughs> attendants, we have a term that probably isn't used anywhere else except for in the airline industry. The term is skyheimers. As you can probably guess, it's our version of, you shouldn't make fun of any illness, that's for sure. But instead of Alzheimer's, we say skyheimers, because it seems like after you've been flying a very long time, you sort of get a little forgetful, you know, it's just been too many years in the air. And we also use it sort of whenever you do anything stupid, you go, oh, just a, a little Skyheimers. So it's, it's an affectionate term for doing something stupid in the air. <laughs> and uh, this pilot was telling me the stories. A lot of people are hesitant about being recorded. So sometimes they'll tell me the story, then I have to just repeat it myself. But he was saying we had this uh, flight attendant who is now retired, but she flew into her late 70s. She was very spry for her age. She had a very generous spirit. The passengers loved her. She was very, very good with people. But she was getting to the age when she probably had a little Skyheimers and probably needed to retire. And she has since retired. But on a flight, I'm sure anyone in the traveling public realizes that our galleys are confined. They're small, there's not a lot of space, and there certainly isn't a lot of counter space. You know, it's not like in your kitchen where you have an island where you can cut things up. And so lots of times we have to get creative as to where to put things because the space is just so limited. So you certainly aren't supposed to do this, but every once in a while, you'll see a flight attendant on a flight where we don't have meals, because if you open up the oven door, 
there's a lot of space, a lot of space you can stow things in that oven. So there are times when people will use it as a sort of storage space, even though you certainly are not supposed to. But this flight attendant who was in her late 70s was in charge of the money that day. And sometimes we can have a lot of money. We can sell a lot of alcohol. You can get quite a bit of, you have hundreds of dollars. So she was in charge of the money and she had the envelope and she had been counting it and she couldn't find any place to put it. So she put it in the oven. And on the next flight, having had a little bit of Skyheimers, forgot she had put the money in there. On the next flight, they had meals. She was turning all the ovens on. She turns that oven on. And as you can guess... <laughs> That money burnt up. Thank goodness there there was no fire. There was no danger involved. Just a loss of income. Okay, so you actually have a nice story about a celebrity. Yes, I do. <laughs> I had Bill Cosby on many, many, many years ago. And he was sitting next to a passenger that he was not getting along with real well. So he came and he asked if he could sit on my jumpsuit. So I said, certainly, go ahead and sit on my jumpsuit. And uh, I was doing my meal service. And at that particular time, we had salad dressing cruets that you had to kind of pop because of the pressurization if you didn't pop it, the salad dressing would go all over everyone. So I popped them in the galley. So that the passengers wouldn't so get So the passengers wouldn't get salad dressing all over them. So I'm sitting in the galley popping the little curates, and Mr. Cosby asked if he could help me. So I said, sure, you can help me. And so I gave him a bunch of the little curates. And I hear him popping over there, and I'm doing my thing in the galley. Well, I turn around, and I look over, and he's got French dressing from head <laughs> to toe. <laughs> and he never stopped. Huh? He never stopped. He never stopped. He just kept opening him, kept exploding all over him. And it was pretty, it was, he was a good sport. It was very funny. It was very funny. He was a nice man. It's a galley helper, Bill Cosby. A galley helper, Bill Cosby. He was a nice man. <laughs> now, some of the funny things that flight attendants do that most people don't probably realize is we have bottled water on board, and most of us... <laughs> It's just a funny thing we do. We we burp the water. When we open the little plastic bottle of water, if you squeeze the bottle, this trapped chemical smoke comes out. <laughs> it's just a habit. You open the bottle, you squeeze it, you basically burp it, watch the little smoke come out, and then you drink it. So we were laughing one day that, yes, we, we burp our water. And the word that we say most all day long on the airplane isn't the word you're probably thinking of. It's not hello, goodbye, thank you, excuse me, I'm sorry, which are the words you would probably guess if you were trying to guess a word that a flight attendant uses most on the aircraft. But the word we actually use most in a normal day as a flight attendant is push. 
Because the aircraft door is a bifold door, like an old telephone booth, and you have to push the door. But passengers, and, and it's not their fault; they don't realize this. They try to open it with the ashtray. Everybody goes for the ashtray. It looks like an ashtray. It doesn't look like a doorknob, but they try to open the bathroom door with that ashtray. So we have to say, "Push, push, push the door, push." Push the door. There's always a confused passenger in front of the bathroom door trying to figure out how to get in, and we're saying push. So we were laughing one day, saying the only other profession that says push more than us is an OBGYN. <laughs> so we're pushing and burping on the airplane. Yeah, 727 going to Acapulco, and we're, you know, uh, picking up those trays and shoving trays in the, the, the galley in the aft, and I'm down on my knees shoving trays in, and, and I, it dawned on me that I finally found it, and I was telling the passengers right next to me, it's, they're watching me, and I said, told them, I said, I found it, and they said, what? And I said, the glamour, it's been here all the time, I just finally realized where it was. <laughs> is an airline joke, but I like it nonetheless. Uh, there are times on the airplane when the pilots don't realize or they forget to turn off the switch to make a PA in the cabin. So uh, you might have even been on a flight where they have made that mistake and they think they're talking to the tower or whoever, and it comes over the PA. Well, this pilot was talking to the other pilot, as men do, and he said, you know, I could really go for a steak, a coffee, and a hot young woman. And the flight attendant, it comes all for the PA. And so she goes running up to the cockpit to tell them they're on the PA. And a passenger says, don't forget the coffee. Yeah, we were in the cockpit, and it was before a flight, and the captain had $2 bills pinned to his, uh, his yoke where we put the uh, approach plates. And the flight attendant asked him, uh, you know, what, what that was. He'd said that uh, one of the passengers had given him a tip. She was a little confused and surprised. Asked him, you know, what he was doing getting tips. And she said, we're the ones who, you know, do all the work in the back air. He goes, yeah, but without us, this would be just another bad restaurant. Uh, my last leg home after a three-day trip from Salt Lake to Orange County, California. And <clears throat> it was the very end of a very long day, and I was so exhausted, I couldn't even see straight. And... I uh, took my jump seat in the back, we took off, and then on the MD-90, there's two galleys in the back of the aircraft, and on takeoff, one of the beverage carts came out. So it probably made a loud noise. Made a, made a very loud noise, hitting the back side of the galley where he happened to be sitting. So when I got up, once we leveled off, I said, oh, I'm sorry, I said, did that cart scare you when it came out? And he very kindly said, with that pretty face, nothing could scare me. Sweet. Well, yeah, I wasn't expecting that response. And so that kind of led into a conversation. 
and uh, we talked a little bit, and then I went and did my beverage service. And when I came back, still exhausted, afraid of drooling in my ice, um, he asked if he could call me. And so I said, okay, and I, he asked me for my phone number, and I thought I would write it down on a piece of scratch paper. <clears throat> and he said, oh, no, put it here in my book, his book he was working on for his job. And so I did, and now it's been five months, and it's pretty cool. Right, so that really is love, love in the yeah, air. It is. It's pretty cool. Thanks. <laughs> This is kind of fun because I, I tend to start stories, well, many years ago. <laughs> so this story isn't from many years ago. It's from three days ago. I was flying from L.A. to Honolulu, totally full flight, and I went up to the cockpit to see if there were any stories, you know, during the downtime. And there were three pilots up there, and one was from another airline uh, where they tend to do more zany things on the airplane. And he was telling these fun stories, and let's hear one he's going to tell right now. Well, these new labs that have the suction thing, they would, the flight attendants would, would put a piece of toilet paper in there and string it out the whole length of the aisle, flush it and watch it zoop, you know, suck the whole thing up the aisle. Because we tell the fast what you're doing and they'll just watch this white streak just all the way the whole length. You can do it on this one and you can do it. It's called races and you can put it down each aisle. And you just, the idea oh, is to see who wins. Can we do that right now? You have to come out. Hi. See, they told us to stop doing it because it doesn't finish. It was clogging up because it doesn't finish the whole track back to the tank. Well, how far do you think we can go? You can go pretty much down the whole airplane. You've done it before? I have. I want to see it. On each aisle. I want to see it. I want to see it. Can we do that? (laughs) You have to come out. I'll come out. Let me know when you get the cello poker out there. I want to walk out. So the captain was very playful, and he was like, can we do it? Can we do it? And I'm like, well, I've only done it when there are no passengers on the plane that probably think we're crazy. I've done it like if we're ferrying a flight, so it's just the flight attendants and no passengers, or on the ground. Um, I've never done it in front of people. But he's like, can we do it? Can we do it? And I was like, well, you'd have to come out you know, of the cockpit. He's like, oh, it's okay. Cause you know, they come out to go to the bathroom and he'd only be out for about a minute. And I was like, well, I don't know, but you know, we weren't going to Honolulu. So it's a vacation destination The the people were awake. It's during the day. And so I said, okay, I'll go set it up and I'll call you, you know, <laughs> so he doesn't have to be out of the cockpit for very long. So I go back and I tell this other flight attendant, okay, we're going to do the toilet paper experiment. And she's like, we're going to do what? She'd never heard of it before. I'm like, you know, you put the toilet paper in the lab and I'll roll it all the way down the aisle and then we'll push the flush and it'll go all the way back in. And she's like, we're, we're going to what? <laughs> like, it's okay. So I just had her, you know, um, guard the bathroom while I'm unrolling. It takes a while to get it all the way up the plane. So I, we haven't told the passengers anything over the PA or anything. And there's two aisles. I'm only going down the one aisle. And they're looking at me because I'm walking backwards in my dress, my uniform dress, <laughs> unrolling toilet paper. It must have looked like such an insane thing to do. They were all looking at me. And I was like, oh, it's an experiment. <laughs> and that, <laughs> that piqued their interest even more. So I'm unrolling, walking backwards. And then a kid comes out of the other bathroom by my flight attendant accomplice. And she's like, don't step on the toilet paper. Don't step on the toilet paper. But he wanted to go back to his seat. So he started walking bow-legged. <laughs> 
so we didn't mess up our toilet paper. So I get all the way up to the front of the airplane. I call the captain. I said, okay, it's ready. He comes out. I give the thumbs up to my flight attendant accomplice. She pushes the flush and that toilet paper just, it got airborne and it sort of waved like a noodle and went shoom, all the way back. It was so funny because the passengers were all like, they were clapping. They thought it was great. But the other aisle felt a little left out. But that was a fun day at work with our toilet paper experiment. Well, that's about it for this galley episode of Betty in the Sky with the Suitcase. I hope you've enjoyed the galley stories. And uh, the next time you're on an airplane, if you do hear the flight attendants talking a little loud or laughing in the galley, I hope you can excuse us because you never know (laughs) what's been going on there behind that galley curtain. So I hope you'll join me again next time for another episode of Betty in the Sky with the Suitcase so we can travel the world together. Thanks. Bye.